What's up, all you face-off fanatics, and welcome back to the Face-Off Zone podcast, a podcast dedicated solely to the face-off position. I'm your host, John Bodner, and I'll be breaking down and covering all the big face-off storylines of this upcoming NCAA lacrosse season. On this episode, I'm going to revisit my list from last week about teams with the biggest question mark at the face-off position going into the season. I had made a little error, and I need to address it. So we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to start breaking down the ACC conference and start talking about the heavy hitters on each team. So it's going to be a lot of fun. If you haven't already, please give Faceoff Zone a subscribe on YouTube or a follow on Instagram so you can see all the upcoming full game Faceoff highlights of this upcoming season. So let's get this thing going and let's dive deep into the zone. All right, so let's get this thing going again. Uh, Again, welcome back. If you are listening to our second episode here, I I think it's pretty safe to say you've got a problem like me with face-offs. And trust me, this is a safe space here, so we can talk about it, address it. It's all good. So uh, before we get into the ACC conference, I I wanted to address a little mistake I made in the first episode. So, of course, I post this first episode, and once I did, I went back to Loyola's roster And I realized I must have looked at the 2021 roster when I was doing my research. Or maybe he got added last minute. I I don't know. But, you know, no fancy producers over here. This is a a one-man band over here. So I did find out that, and I got got confirmation that Bailey Savio is indeed coming back as a grad student, which is huge news for the Greyhounds, great news for the Greyhounds. And I could have sworn I looked at the 22 roster, but, you know, who knows? Maybe I didn't. So hashtag Bailey Gate or, or Savio Gate, whatever you want to call it. But the fact of the matter is Bailey is back, reunited with his teammate Ryan McNulty on the wing, which is huge, bad news for everyone else, especially in the Patriot League. So with Savio back, it certainly makes the Patriot League faceoff situation a lot more interesting going into this season. It also makes the Lehigh Loyola game already a can't miss for us face-off fanatics. I mean, I think we're kidding ourselves if we don't think Bailey has kept that beating he took last February by Lehigh and Mike Sisselberger in the back of his mind. So I'm sure he and Loyola are looking forward to some payback this regular season. They weren't able to play in the in the Patriot League uh, championship against, against Lehigh. It, got, it had gotten canceled because of COVID. So all he all Bailey really has is that bad taste in his mouth from last February. So it's going to be a war this up this upcoming season. So that will be cannot miss. So with my screw up on Loyola, I'm gonna I'm gonna technically I'm gonna this is this is my show. So I'm gonna scratch them off my list here of initial teams with the biggest question marks at faceoff going into the twenty two season. And I, I'm gonna throw another team out at you guys. And you could technically you could technically, I could throw any Ivy League team out at 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 you guys because it, I feel like it's been ten years since we've seen the Ivy League play, and there's a lot of question marks with pretty much all those teams in the Ivy League. But what about the Yale Bulldogs? Okay, I, I think about it. One, you know, the last time we really saw an important Yale game, TD Ireland was their faceoff guy, and you know he's long gone now. So. You know what about Yale? Who 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 are the guys on Yale? Who are they going to roll out there come uh, end of January, beginning of February? You know, 
it's a very interesting one. They certainly have names that we all know on the roster. But who's who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be the guys on Yale? So I wanted to kind of take a look at some of these names. Let's break them down. We'll start with senior Joe Newman. Joe Newman has been around the block for a while now, waiting for his shot. He's backed up TD. He backed up TD as a freshman in 2019, got into nine games. 2020, uh, before the season got canceled, he was only able to play in two games. Joe Newman was, if you guys listened to my episode, the first episode, Joe Newman was the other faceoff guy back in 2018 that got invited to play Mike Sisselberger in that senior Under Armour game that I was telling you about in the first episode. Joe Newman was the second-ranked incoming faceoff specialist in the 2018 class, according to Inside Lacrosse. Racked up a number of awards and honors while at the Salisbury School up in New England. Um, I, I remember Joe Newman when he was in high school. He was extremely dominant when he was knee down. Um, I'm very curious to see how he looks these days. You know, I, I know this isn't how he imagined his career would go at Yale, but I, I can't imagine he's he's ready to just pack it in and call it a career. You know, he's he's a Long Island guy. You know, he's got that crazy strong work ethic. I, I don't know who he's training with up there, but I'm sure he's I'm sure he's working with somebody. Or a number of guys. So I I can't imagine he won't get some opportunities this season. Um, So let's kind of move down this list here. Newman is a senior. Let's, Let's go down to a pair of sophomores. We got Nicholas Ramsey and James Ball. Um... Both played at really strong high school programs. Ramsey played at Del Barton, and then he took a grad, kind of like a grad year at the Hun School in New Jersey. Both both good programs. And James Ball played at Chaminade in New York. So, I'm, you know, I'm sure most of us have heard about Chaminade there. But, uh, so both guys played very good, very good high schools. James Ball, let's, let's talk about James Ball. James Ball was a five-star recruit coming out of high school, number two ranked incoming face-off specialist, according to Inside Lacrosse. James Ball was always a guy you heard a ton about on the club lacrosse circuit. I, I certainly remember a lot about James Ball. He seemed to pretty much make every all-star game or, or honor you could get at any of these NLF or you know any of these big-time events. So, Again, the last time I saw James Ball, he was down on a knee. So I, I can't really speak for what he's been up to lately. I I do remember he had crazy, you know, he really good stick skills back in high school. You know, he could stay on and play midi, scored a lot of points. So I can't imagine that he hasn't adjusted well to the new rules. You know, I think he's definitely one of those safe guys that, you know, I would imagine the Yale coaches might feel comfortable leaving on the field if he if he were to get stuck on defense or. Um, who knows, maybe even play a little offense after if, if, if uh, you know, if the opposing faceoff guy gets stuck on the field, maybe he'll take, you know, he'll take a guy to the rack. Um, so James Ball's an interesting one. You know, he's, he, you know, Ball's in that class. He graduated high school in 2020, pretty much lost his senior year of high school, lost his freshman year at Yale, the COVID. So listen, I, I mean, I can't imagine he's not fired up to finally get back on a field and, I, for one, can't wait to see how he looks. So James Ball, let's talk about the other sophomore here, this Nick Ramsey. Nick Ramsey 
uh, I, you know, I, I, I know he works up in, up in North Jersey with Jerry Raganis and, and a bunch of those guys, you know, I've, I've been told he's no joke. I, I, he works extremely hard from what I hear. Um, a couple people I know have seen him training and they told me he's, he's very legit. You know, he's a big, strong athletic guy who can kind of throw anything at you. I heard, I heard he's got some pretty nasty counters, He's also getting pretty confident on the whistle as well. So Ramsey's another guy that could get some early opportunities coming up in February. I, it's it's we'll see. You, you can't go wrong with with Ramsey or Ball. So between those three guys, and then you have a freshman. Uh, the fourth guy on this roster is freshman Machado Rodriguez. And if you're, you know, around the club circuit, you know, you know, Rodriguez is another highly ranked recruit. I see here on NLF recruits and inside lacrosse, he's arguably one or two in the in the class of 2021. He also had a very successful career at where else Chaminade, where he went 82 percent last season using the new stand up rules. So, listen, I mean, Rodriguez, you can argue and make a case that Machado might have the most high-level game experience using the, the new standing neutral grip rules out of all these guys, you know, because he, he played all last spring, unlike unlike the, you know, the three older guys on Yale's roster. So I, I'm by no means saying he's got a chance to start over these older guys on the roster, but I can't imagine Machado hasn't come into Yale and is already kind of competing with these guys during practice. You know, he's definitely legit. There's no doubt about it. Um, so, I, you know, it, it, all four of these guys are very good. And Yale is, I, I you know, without TD now, I, I what's their identity? You know, who, which, which of these guys, maybe one, maybe two are going to step up. It's a long season now, a lot of, a lot of games now that teams can play out of conference. So, the Yale Bulldogs uh, have now taken place of Loyola on my list. So put the word out. You know, Yale has some serious weapons, and I can't wait to see how the coaches use these guys. So um, Yale Bulldogs, number three on my list. All right, so let's get into our second part here. I know I mentioned at the end of the first episode that I was going to get into my top 10 can't-miss regular season face-off matchups. But to be honest with you, right now, still early January, a lot of teams haven't announced their schedule yet. They're not made public. So, listen, lacrossebucket.com has been doing a great job keeping track of all the schedules that are out right now and, and almost has some games that, that they know are on the books, but they don't have the dates and, you know, they don't have the times and where they are yet. So I'm not, we got plenty of time. I'm going to get into, I'll get into those top 10 matchups at a later episode. I think I want to just start breaking down some of these conferences, talking about some of the heavy hitters in some of these conferences. And I think it's fitting if we start in the ACC conference right now. The ACC was loaded to the gills last year with face-off talent. Um, I, 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 this upcoming season, I did talk about Notre Dame in my first episode, so they do have some question marks. Uh, you know, losing Kyle Gallagher and Charlie Leonard is huge. 
there's, you know, I, I talked about some of the guys on their roster. So if you haven't heard the first episode yet, please uh, go take a listen if you want to hear more about the Irish. So I'm not going to talk too much about the Irish right now. Let's let's start with Duke. Um, Duke, if you watched any of Duke lacrosse last year, I think we were all uh, shocked at the level of play out of the out of their freshman faceoff guy. Last season, uh, Jake Naso, Jake Naso, Long Island guy, came in as a freshman with a lot of hype, and man, did he kind of light the world on fire last last season. It was what he listen. What Jake Naso did last season as a freshman at a school like Duke, you, I'd put his freshman season up against anybody's freshman season, Baptiste's freshman freshman year, TD's freshman year. I mean, it, when you think about the level of talent that he had to go against on a, on a daily basis, I mean, and he led, he ended up, not only did he hold his own against these guys, I mean, he ended up, he ended up being first in the ACC in faceoff percentage. Out of all these, you know, you have... The, the Notre Dame duo that I talked about, you have the UNC duo with Tucci and Tyre. You have Jake Naso, or, I'm sorry, Petey LaSalle at Virginia. You had uh, Danny Varello and Jake Fopp, a pair of older guys, older faceoff guys at, at Syracuse. And Jake Naso walks in and says, hey, hold my beer, everybody, and goes out and does his thing. Let me let me just quickly go over some some of Naso's stats from last from last season. Um, he won two hundred and twenty seven out of three hundred and sixty one faceoffs, which was ranked first in the ACC. It was he was around sixty three percent last season. He had three goals, two assists. Ended up tenth nationally in the uh, faceoff percentage on the faceoff percentage chart. He ended up earning honorable mention, all American honors, and if you watched any, if you've watched any film on Jake Naso from last season, I think you know there's plenty of full game faceoff highlights of from him on my channel, on my YouTube channel. You could also watch his uh, full season faceoff highlights that that we made for him. His the first thing you'll notice is just in how insanely quick he is, how fast he can get the ball out. You know, like his quick exit is just so hard to stop. Um, you know, when he's on the whistle, I mean, just watch out. Yeah, he had three goals, two assists. I remember a couple of his goals came in some big moments. Yeah, I mean, he won some big overtime faceoffs, which is just, as a freshman, um, is very impressive. Uh, Jake Naso, he's he's must must watch TV. I mean, me personally, I'm I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Naso lining up against PD LaSalle at Virginia again. They they, they kind of almost like they're kind of like built the same way. They're a little smaller, but you know, super tough and super just super fast. Just uh, they're both kind of threats to the cage. It's going to be a lot of fun that matchup, but um, it's a long season. You know, I mean, three he took 361 faceoffs last last season, and that's a lot. I mean. It, the only person who took more faceoffs than Jake Naso last last season was PD LaSala, and we'll get to him later. But he took over 400 last year, which is, I, unbelievable, you know, in, insane. 
but it's a long season. You know, these guys, you know, everybody's going to be playing more games this upcoming season. Um, they're not just playing their in-conference games. And I'm yeah, let's, let's let's talk about who else they have on this roster because, like I said, it's a long season. I, I if you look over at what uh, the Tar Heels did last year, they did a fantastic job, kind of splitting up the reps, making sure no one gets burnt out. And Duke has another faceoff guy in Jordan Ginder, who didn't take too many. He only took thirty three faceoffs last year, but he is listen. Jordan Ginder's a guy who could be starting for a lot of other D1 teams out there right now. And I truly believe they should be utilizing him a little bit more this season. And let's talk about Ginder real quick. I mean, I, I felt really bad for Ginder in back when the season got canceled in 2020 because Ginder was having a very, he was off to a very hot start. I mean, he had already won 99 of 167 faceoffs. He picked up 58 ground balls. He was third in the ACC in faceoff percentage. Um, Ginder's a guy who was highly, uh, you know, he, he was a high ranked recruit coming, coming out of, um, oh man, where did Ginder go to school? I, I don't have that in front of me. I think I know he's a, he's a New York city kid, but anyway, he was, had an amazing high school career, had a great year in 2020, had some moments, for Duke last year, again, 33 faceoffs. It's not that big of a uh, sample size, but I just think he's too talented to, to kind of leave on the bench. Um, I do think we'll probably see more of him this, this upcoming season. If, if, if Duke's coaches are kind of smart about it. Um, but that's really it. They only uh, Duke only has two faceoff guys on the roster this year, which is, which is pretty surprising. A uh, little risky, you know. I God forbid they don't have any injuries or anything. But um, two faceoff guys. I, I mean, listen, Duke's their their team is just so loaded this year. I, they're going to be must watch TV. Um, you know, any of the ACC matchups are going to be great. But um, that's you know, we'll we'll, we'll kind of cap it off there. They've got Naso and Kinder. I. Um, I, I I can't wait to kind of see how they both get utilized this year, and trust me, we'll be uh, we'll be keeping an eye on it. So, Duke is our first ACC team here. All right, so let's dive into our second ACC team here, and that's the University of North Carolina, UNC. Um, anybody who followed me last year, I, I know. You know, I said on the first episode I loved the Notre Dame duo of Charlie Leonard and Kyle Gallagher, but if there was ever a close, the a very close second had to have been Zach Tucci and Andrew Tyre at UNC. Those two guys have now taken the place, in for me, my opinion, of the Notre Dame duo. They are now my absolute favorite duo. Ah, oh, I'm going to talk about Bryant down the road a little bit too, but. I, you know, right now, I, they're my favorite duo, uh, Tucci and Tyre. They were, I, you know, kudos to 
the face-off coach over there at, at UNC, Will Fox, he did a phenomenal job kind of dividing up the duties of both of those guys last year. And it was almost magical to watch at times how they would go in after each other and, you know, score back-to-back goals or just, just, just be completely electric. Um, let's start with senior Zach Tucci. And he gets a lot, you know, he, he's definitely, he's the oldest. He's, you know, towards the end of the season, got the, the majority of the reps, rightfully so. You know, he ended up getting All-American last year. Uh, you know, he had the high bouncer heard around the world. If, if, you, if you saw it on social media or, or YouTube, against again, that high bouncer against Rutgers is, is legendary. And then he just sprinted all the way back up to the, you know, to the middle of the field. I mean, like a, like a total badass. Uh, I'm getting off topic here, but you know, we all obviously, have, hopefully, you all have seen that clip. And Tucci is an animal. Um, let's talk about Zach Tucci real quick. He appeared in all 16 games last season for the Tar Heels. Took 257 faceoffs, won 146 of them for 57 percent. Had five goals, probably all five high bouncers. Uh, he had one assist. Led the team with 69 ground balls. Nice. Um, he's the fastest kid I've heard on the team. You know, he's he. Uh, it's once he gets the ball forward, he's he's like a deer out there. You'll see. I mean, his first couple steps are just ridiculous. He is, like I said, a lot of fun to watch. He's going to be a problem this year for a lot of teams. He is an to say he's a threat with the ball after the faceoff is just an understatement, complete understatement. You know, I love it when team, you know, if someone violates, if someone goes early against Tucci, he'll just you know, there's one specific, I can't remember which game it was, but somebody violated and he just was just waiting for that ref to blow the whistle and he just blew by everybody and buried a goal. Um he is a total threat with the ball after the faceoff, and he's got wheels. Uh, so that's my scout on Zach Tucci. Uh, good luck to all of you ACC guys or anyone playing him this year. Um, he's an animal. But let's get to the second guy, and that's Andrew Tyre. And, again, no slouch either. He is also – he might be, I you know, I'd love to see the two of them in a, in a uh, foot race, but I, I would still probably give it to Tucci. Um, Tyre took 212 faceoffs last year, you know, so you had Tucci with 257, Tyre with 212, and he won 110 of them. He had 53 ground balls, uh, four goals, three assists. I, I remember specifically he had a big goal against uh, Virginia that um, was very impressive. He's took, you know, it's not like he just got garbage time, you know, he took some big faceoffs when it mattered. And Honestly, at any given time, he you know he could take one to the rack as well and and make you pay. So these two guys, both very athletic, you know, both very fast. They're they're a lot. They have you know they're they're pretty similar in a lot of ways. Uh, Tucci looks a little bit bigger, like muscular, kind of stronger out there. But tires, you know, he's still young. It's you know they're going to be a they're going to be a problem for a lot of teams this year. Um, 
total must watch TV, the UNC duo. Um, and you know, they, you know, and the rich get richer because now they have a freshman coming in chase Mullins from DC. He's the, he was the consensus number one incoming face-off specialist on NLF recruits inside lacrosse. He dominated that senior all, you know, under armor all-star game, uh, this past summer. I think, I think he got MVP of the whole game. I think he won like 40 face-offs in that game or something. He's, it's interesting. You know, I, I've seen Mullins play a couple times and Chase Mullins, a little bit different build than Tucci and Tyre, which might be good for UNC this year. He He's not, he's not as, as, as much of a threat to the rack after like, like Tucci and Tyre are, but he's just like consistent, you know, like he's just going to win you faceoffs, uh, which, Hey, to a, you know, to a coach, that's really all you, that's really all you want. You know, someone who can, uh, you can rely on to just win a lot of draws and, you know, he's a big kid, big, strong kid. Um, he very good on very, very clean on his exits. You know, he was, he was very dominant when guys were knee down as well, but he's, you know, he put the time in, he definitely adjusted to the new rules and, he was the consensus number one incoming, you know, faceoff specialist. So, you know, you throw him in with with you know with Tucci and Tyre, and God only knows, you know, I would love to be a, you know, a spectator at at one of those practices and seeing the three of them all kind of get reps against each other. I would love to see just on any given day, kind of who gets the better of who. Uh, but man, what a what a what a lineup between those three guys. So. The UNC face, you know, the UNC faceoff crew is is certainly legit, um, and you know I can't wait for the the UNC Virginia matchup. Obviously, you know any any of the ACC matchups, I, I can't wait for it. But but that is pretty much the breakdown on the UNC guys. I you know if I'm a betting man, I would say that they'll probably roll out Tucci to start right out right out the bat, but. You know, again, they're you know, shout out to Will Fox. He's he's done a phenomenal job, kind of divvying up the the faceoffs for these guys, and it really worked out pretty perfectly last year. So, let's see how it all kind of shakes out this this upcoming season here. All right, so let's talk about our third ACC team here, and. It, it's your two-time defending national champions, uh, University of Virginia Cavaliers. And listen, if if you're listening to this podcast, I have to imagine I have to imagine that you know who Virginia's faceoff guy is. But just for you know, just in case you've stumbled upon this, have no idea what what you know, you want to learn more about the faceoff position. Um, let me. Let me just, you know, let, let me let's go over who Virginia's faceoff guy is. It's uh, Petey Lasala, uh, number twenty-three. Petey Lasala, you know, it, he's it, we're you know we're witnessing something pretty special uh, down there in Charlottesville with Lasala and, and Virginia. You know, he's he's a two-time national champion already. You know, you could. You could argue he could have been the MVP in, in both of those national championships. Um, 
actually he started out in the first game first first national championship he squared off against TD TD Erland and held his own if you you know for those of you who remember he had a couple really nice goals in that game uh started off pretty hot in the second national championship game um you know he second half kind of Maryland kind of caught up to him a little bit but but at the end of the day I mean listen at the end of the day if there's a big face-off to be won, ask any of the ESPN guys, ask anybody who's watched any Virginia lacrosse or ACC lacrosse, and you want Petey LaSala to take that face-off. Um, if you've, I, talk, you want to talk about highlight videos, see, there's a ton of full-game face-off highlights of Petey LaSala on my YouTube channel. He's a human highlight reel. His uh, full season face-off highlights that I made for him is pretty dope as well. Um, the first minute is pretty much just all the ESPN guys just talking about how much of a badass he is. And, I mean, really, rightfully so. Um, I mentioned kind of during the NASO breakdown that uh, PD LaSala took let's, – let's kind of just talk about PD LaSala's stats real quick. It's, it's pretty absurd. I mean, I – I was looking on his um, on Virginia's website at just kind of all of uh, all of LaSala's um, achievements so far in the two and a, you know I'm not really counting the COVID year, but in the in the three seasons he's been there, and it would take like a half hour to pretty much read all these off. So um, let's let's kind of you know PD. Let's go over his stats here. He's kind of like Gerard Arceri was at Penn State. I mean, P.D. LaSala has taken an ungodly amount of face-offs in his career already for UVA. Last season, he took 444 face-offs, 444. The next closest guy, I told you, was was Jake Naso with, with like 360 or something. I mean, 444 face-offs is just absurd. Um, he won 277 of them. Uh, the next, yeah, LaSala took almost a hundred more than, than, than Nasa, which is, you know, it's, it's crazy. It, it's, it's definitely, it's a lot on the body. You know, obviously PD takes really good care of his body because I don't know how many other guys who, you know, that can take that many and not miss any time to injuries or anything. I mean, PD didn't miss a game last season. He, he played and. He played all the time. Clearly, he won. He took off four hundred over four hundred faceoffs. Um, let's talk about Petey Lasala after the faceoff. I mean, he he had ten goals last season. You know, I talked about Zach Tucci and, and Tyre being threats after the faceoff, but Petey Lasala is almost in his own class. I mean, he had ten goals. Like I said, it, it, some of them were just you know. I'm sure you've seen the spin cycle I posted on my social media and. And the spin cycle goal, he had um, a couple give and goes that were pretty sick. His national championship goals, I mean, he dished out seven assists as well. I mean, a couple of his goals probably could have made the Sports Center top ten last season. Uh, the way he's able to kind of escape pressure after he wins a faceoff and, and spins through guys, I mean, he, he's just he's like he's crazy, like slippery. You know, I'm a, maybe I'll call him Slippery Pete this upcoming season you know i'll throw it on a t-shirt you know me i'll probably throw it on a t-shirt or something but yeah i mean slippery pete he's 
the, the guy's a legend, you know, I mean, we're, we're right now, we're kind of witnessing PD LaSala right now is kind of in the middle of a hall of fame type career so far at, at UVA. I mean, it's like, you know, you're watching, you're, you watch PD LaSala right now and it's like, man, I, I could tell kids like 10 years from now that I was kind of watching him, you know, when it was going on and, you know, it was, it was unbelievable, you know, um, he's, you know, like I said, two time, you know, two time national champion, two time all American, as long as he's healthy, obviously he's going to be the guy for UVA. He's got two more years of eligibility left, which is, you know, I'm, I'm looking on at his, all the records that he holds already and all these achievements. I, I can't imagine how much longer this list is going to get by the time he eventually leaves Virginia, but I'll, I'll kind of stop there. Um, he is, I mean, all things, you know, if he, if you want, he's right now, he's at the top. I mean, he, he was a second team all American last season behind Mike Sisselberger, depending on who you talk to, he, you could make a case that he, he, you know, he, he maybe should have gotten first team all American last, last year. It, it was interesting. I mean, he really, he was over 50% against pretty much everyone he played last season, except for Syracuse. And if you watch the two Syracuse games last year, he didn't just like, he wasn't just like a little bit under 50%. I mean, he got, he got worked in, in both games pretty, pretty hard, which was, you know, a, a testament to, um, you know, to Jake Fopp. Uh, he, he had two really good games against him. Uh, the ground ball gods were certainly on on Syracuse's side uh, for for both those games as well. But um, I, I can't imagine PD doesn't have Syracuse kind of circled on the schedule this year because, again, if you watch, those were really kind of his two only hiccups of 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 uh, the twenty twenty one season was Syracuse. But really, other than that, I mean he he took care of business and. Um, when he gets in a groove, you know, he, he seems to kind of, you know, have start out maybe a little slow, but as the game goes on, he just kind of gets more and more confident. And, you know, like I said, with Mike Sisselberger, you know, the brighter the lights, the, the stronger the performance from that you'll get from PD LaSala. Um, listen, I could probably do a whole episode on PD here, but let's, let's move down this roster. Um, UVA, it's kind of in a similar situation right now as as Duke. They only have two faceoff guys on the roster right now. They they had three. Um, they had one guy, Gavin Ty from Philadelphia. He was a up uh, rising junior, and he transferred out of Virginia over the summer. He's on Maryland now. I'll talk more about Gavin Ty when when I break down the Big Ten, but um, that's a big pickup for Maryland. I, uh, but right now let's, let's talk about the other faceoff guy they have on this roster. And that's Gable Braun, Gable Braun. He is a sophomore, uh, Florida native, uh, went to high school in Maryland at the MIAA powerhouse McDonough. He had a great career there. I, I definitely remember Braun when he was in high school, he was a stud. He appeared in eight of UVA's 18 games last season as a freshman. He only took 33 faceoffs last season. Uh, won 19 of them. He's definitely uh, a different build 
than Petey LaSala. You know, LaSala is like 5'8". Gable Braun's about 6'1". Got them long arms. He can counter well. He had a couple – I do remember he had a couple nice counters uh, in some of UVA's games last season. Um, Got a great stick. You know, he's got some pretty good stick skills. Gable Braun – listen, I mean, Petey LaSala took over 400 faceoffs last year. I I don't recommend anybody – really doing that. Uh, if, I guess if anybody can get away with it, it's LaSala, you know. Um, but I, I have to imagine that Gable Braun will get more uh, will get more face-offs this season just because they're playing more games this, this upcoming 2022 season. They have to be a little bit smarter about conserving uh, Petey LaSala and making sure that he's fresh for the uh, ACC tournament and and let's face it, probably the NCAA tournament as well. Um, so they, you know, I would, I would, if there's hopefully if, 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 if Virginia's, uh, coaching staff is smart, they'll, they will incorporate, uh, try, you know, listen, try to give, try to give Gable, Gable Braun five to, you know, five to eight faceoffs a game, maybe just to get him, you know, just to get him kind of going, get him, um, get him involved and, and kind of preserve PD a little bit. Um, but that's it. You know, I'm, I'm really only seeing PD and, and, uh, Gable Braun on this roster right now. I know they have a really good incoming 2022 faceoff guy coming in next year, but right now it's just the, uh, it's just the two of these guys. So like I said, you know, Virginia's a team you'll be seeing a lot of on, on my social media this upcoming season. They, uh, I personally, I, I told you guys already that, you know, that LaSala NASA matchup will be legendary. Um, but that's, that's all I got for Virginia here. Um, it's it, the fact that PD LaSala still has two more years left is it's pretty terrifying. Um, but we'll see how it all shakes out. So UVA, my number, th- my, uh, my three team here. Let's we're going to get into Syracuse coming up next. All right. So since I already kind of talked about Notre Dame in the first episode, we're going to finish off here with our final ACC team. And that's Syracuse. Syracuse. I mean, always a hot topic in 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 lacrosse. New coaching staff. They picked up Airgate. You know the the legend Gary Gate as their head coach. Yeah, a lot of exciting things going on up in up in upstate, up in the dome, and up in Syracuse. Um, it, it's gonna. I'm very interested to just see as a whole how Syracuse does this year. I mean, again, the ACC. They, you got Chris Gray at, at at UNC. You got Pat Cavanaugh at, at Notre Dame. You got. Um, Connor Schellenberger and that offense at Virginia. I mean, the ACC is just so loaded and I, I, I can't wait to see what, you know, how gate has these guys, you know, coming out and let's, let's go over their faceoff guys here. I, I mentioned, I mentioned Jake Fop a little bit during the Virginia breakdown. Um, Jake Fop is a senior. Jake Fop is a, extremely hard worker. I've known Jake since he was a young man and I, you know, he, I don't know many guys with a stronger work ethic than, than Jake Fop. You know, Jake Fop doesn't come from your typical, uh, high school hotbed. 
you know, he, he came from a public school in Pennsylvania that had guys on the team that, you know, were kind of just like football or wrestlers who could barely throw and catch. And, you know, Fop was a wrestler kind of growing up and he, he got into lacrosse late and, uh, got scooped up by Syracuse and has grinded for pretty much everything he's, you know, he's, he's ever kind of worked for. And, um, he's, it was a shame. He, you know, he's another guy like Ginder in, at Duke in, in 2020. I was, I was felt terrible for him when that, when that, uh, when COVID kind of canceled the 2020 season, he was having a heck of a year, um, as a need, you know, when, when guys were still knee down, he was at the top of the ACC charts, uh, that season for Syracuse. But, um, he worked really hard to, on this, on these new stand up neutral grip rules and, he had himself a, a, a very solid season last year. He took 263 faceoffs. He won 149 of them. Um, Jake Fop. I mean, he's had a great career at Syracuse. I mean, he I, he needs a, a, around 200 more faceoff wins to put himself, I believe, at second all time, uh, second all time career faceoff wins at Syracuse. I mean, and you think about some of the faceoff guys that that programs had through the years, and it's it would be quite an achievement if, if uh, Fop could get that done this year. So um, Jake Fop, you know, had two amazing games against PD LaSalle. You can't take that away from him. You know, he was hot and cold a little bit during the season, but he's, like I said, he's been working extremely hard. He, um, I, I expect him to, you know, kind of take a step up from where he was last year. Um he split some time with uh, a senior, Danny Varello, who graduated this past summer. Um, if Fop had been struggling, they usually went to Varello. And, you know, he, he had very quick hands. You know, he gave them some um, lightning in a bottle when they needed it. And now with Varello gone, you know, we're going to get – um, I, I, if I was a betting man, I believe we're going to get a heavy dose of FOP this year from from Syracuse. But you know, in the in the event that uh, if, if if FOP needs a blow, or God forbid he gets hurt, or if or if he is struggling, um, let's go down this roster a little bit here. Let's see who else they have. Um, let's talk about Jack Savage. Uh, great name, Jack Savage, uh, Oregon. He's from Oregon. Uh, he's a sophomore. You look at him, he kind of looks like he should be playing football for Syracuse. I mean, he's a big, strong, athletic-looking kid. I, I do remember when he got in as a freshman last season against Notre Dame. Um, you know, Charlie Leonard kind of had that highlight goal on him. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he was actually 6 of 11 uh, against Notre Dame in that one game. Um and I, the minute I saw him, I was like, man, that kid's got some good size. Um, certainly, he certainly looks the part. He only took 24 faceoffs total last season. Uh, so, again, not a very big sample size. But he was 8 of 24, 6 of 11 versus Notre Dame. I, I'm curious to see how he looks so far this, this season. Um, he's certainly athletic enough to be on that field, I, you know, Stick skills wise, I'm sure coming from Oregon, going to Notre, uh, going to Syracuse was has been a big adjustment for him. But I mean, you know, with Gate now working with him and and all these guys, I mean, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure his stick skills have gotten much stronger, and I'm sure we will see a 
a lot more of Jack Savage uh, this season as well. Uh, they did lose Luke Talago. He was a, I think, rising junior. He ended up transferring down to Jacksonville University over uh, uh, this past winter break. So um, we'll, we'll talk about J- Jacksonville when we uh, down the road a little bit. But uh, they also have a freshman in uh, another Jack. Uh, his name's Jack Fine. He was a four-star recruit out of inside, uh, according to Inside Lacrosse. He uh, went to Avon Old Farms. I believe that's in Connecticut. He was a he was a reclass. Uh, I remember seeing Jack Fine down at the Under Armour underclassmen games. You know, back when you know, again, this was two years ago when when you know when we were still knee down, but very quick. You know, he um, pretty good size. You know, strong, uh, tough. I, I do recall he had a couple, you know, he had a pretty good stick. He picked up some nice ground balls a couple times. I saw him. Um, I heard he's, you know, he, he he's he's come he he's came into Syracuse and he's competing with those guys. So who knows? Maybe we'll see a little bit of Jack Fine this upcoming season. Um, if I was a betting man, though, I, I I still think it's it's Fop's position to lose right now. I would love to see Jake Fop, you know, finish his career, you know, at Syracuse, you know, with a bang. I think Fop's got a shot at maybe, maybe even um, getting a shot with a PLL team uh, this this upcoming summer. But we'll see. I know, you know, he's just focused solely on um, helping Syracuse get back to the NCAA tournament this this upcoming season. So I would love to see it. That's all I got on Syracuse. Let's. Uh, Let's see how it all shakes out. All right, so that's a wrap on our second episode here of the Face Off Zone podcast. Got to be honest, I'm really jacked up right now after breaking down all those ACC heavy hitters. I cannot wait for this season to get going. Cannot wait to talk about some of these big face-off matchups and storylines. So stay tuned for that. Please tell a fellow face-off fanatic about this podcast. Let's let's keep this thing going here. If you haven't checked out my YouTube channel yet, please do so. Check out the Face-Off Zone YouTube channel. Give it a subscribe. I plan on uploading a ton of fun full game face-off highlights that you're not going to want to miss you can also follow me at on instagram and tiktok at fo underscore zone for some fun videos and breakdowns as well you can also check out our fo zone campus store where i partnered up with some of the biggest college face-off guys in d1 d2 and d3 right now selling some really fun merchandise go get yourself a couple tees before this before the season gets going they're they're perfect tailgate shirts and let's have some fun you know i I hope everybody had a great new year you know happy new year to everybody out there hope everyone had a great holiday season and everybody's ready to go now for this upcoming 2022 college lacrosse season it's going to be legendary so uh as always you guys know where to find me i will see everybody next time in the zone